Hello, 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 podcast world. This is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, First G, Mr. Greg Peppers, back for another episode of the JNAC podcast. World, how you guys doing? So glad you always checking in with us on the digital airwaves. Quick um, programming reminder. So you guys hear me every week, each and every week, but my wife, you know, she's a busy woman being the senior pastor of JNAC. And let me go into that too. If you've listened to this podcast and you've never even heard of JNAC, JNAC stands for Jesus Name Apostolic Church. So when I say JNAC, that is the acronym. Everybody who attends here, they know what that means. But Jesus Name Apostolic Church, if you have never attended and you checking this podcast out, welcome. And um, make sure you check us out at jnac.org, which is our website, um, where you find more information about this podcast and about everything that's going on here at the church. But senior pastor, my wife, Tiffany Pepper, she will be on and off this podcast. She is technically my co-host, but you know, she's a busy woman. So when I got to go solo, I got to go solo. But again, like I said, thank you guys for tuning in. And today I got another episode of Meet the Pastor. I've done two so far. And this gentleman will be the second man on the pastoral team that I am introducing. This guy is difficult to nail down. I I usually have nicknames for all the pastors, but him... I I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. He's multifaceted. He is a leader. He is a husband. He's a father. He is a funny, funny man. Funny man, as you will see. He is a writer. He's an actor, you know, on our level. (laughs) And um, he has another personality that JNAC folk will know as Mr. Raz P. Berry, which I'll get into but JNAC Podcast listeners, please help me welcome Pastor Lamont Phillips. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me, First G. Well, hello, JNAC family. All right. <laughs> I wanted to go government name. Oh, but yeah. No, don't, don't, don't use my government name. Okay. You know? <laughs> Might my still boy. have warrants or something. <laughs> God forgives everything, but... The law don't. All right. Well, if you know him, if you know him, you know that he got a government name. But we just gotta go with Pastor Lamont. Good to have you all, man. So I've been doing this meet the pastor for a couple weeks now, and um, you are the fourth pastor that I'm having on. um, Just to give the people something, some tidbits to know about you that they don't get whether you're in front of a class or, in your case, whether you're taking care of the bad kids. Not bad, not bad. Sometimes challenging, sometimes misunderstood. Right, right. But we want to go a little deeper to make let people in on who you are, what you're about, and, um, you know, let them know if they can trust you or not, you know. Well, you know, you get what you see, you know. <laughs> Don't look too hard. (laughs) All right, so I kick it off like this. I kick it off like this. If I've never met you, what would you want me to know about yourself? Well, um, if you come into church, well, we'll put it that way, you know, and I introduce myself. A lot of times, I don't know, sometimes I, I, 
I introduce myself as Lamont and see how they look around, you know, but then then I'm I'm getting more used to saying I'm Pastor Lamont, right. you know, when they come back, especially if they come a parent comes back to IXL or something like that. Right. But um I was I was in JNAC when I was a boy. How old? You remember I, how old? We came I think I was nine years old when nine we came to old. the church. Okay. Yeah. And uh Pastor Derek was here, uh Bishop Capels was here. A lot of we had a lot of the 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 pillars of the church were here at that time in different roles. You know, me and me and Pastor Derek, um, we grew up in the same uh, apartment complex, Whispering Oaks. Okay, everybody, Oak Town, y'all out there? Uh, Walk Town, shout out, Walk- shout out, Whispering Oaks, <laughs> Whispering Oaks. Yeah, <laughs> so we grew up there, and we were we were out on a vacation trip. Me and my sister were out on a vacation trip with my grandfather, my mother's father. To Louisiana, that's where the family is from, Shreveport, Louisiana. And while we are were away, uh, uh, Sister Hicks, I think she's overseer Hicks now, and uh, Elder Larkins, they came knocking on doors. That's when the church knocked on doors, door to door, kind of like Jehovah Witness. They probably didn't get a whole lot of doors opened. <laughs> Because they probably thought they was Jehovah Witness, but for some reason or another, uh, maybe it was ordained by God. My mother opened the door. Oh wow! So yeah. they were going door to door. They were going door to door. Okay. Yep, witnessing and testifying and trying to get people to come out to church. Awesome. So my mother, she was at a time in her life, you know, her and my father were divorced. She was a single mother. We were in Whispering Oaks, you know, and I guess you know her heart was just ready to come to God at that time, you know. So she 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 goes all in. And back then, if y'all have heard the stories, we couldn't, I mean, they couldn't do anything in the church. We too, because I was there too. But it, if you came, you had to be serious about God. Right. Because they said uh, they had some rules. It was a long right. list of rules. And if you broke one, you wasn't making it. Pastor Derek said he, he didn't get to go to Great America till he was grown. Yeah, what? What great America, right? <laughs> you couldn't even go bowling. You know, I'm like, what? What's unholy about bowling? Right. <laughs> you know, like, now we going down to them lines. But yeah, so um, when we got back, and I always tell this story, when we got back, my mother, um, she had gospel albums in there. We was only gone maybe two weeks. She had gospel albums in there. She had threw away all of the albums, everything. And one in particular that I was looking for, and I had listened to it all the way down to Louisiana and all the way back. And she said, yeah, um, we don't listen to that type of music anymore, secular music. And I'm like, "Um, you threw away all the the albums? (laughs) She said, yep. And I said, even... Bad Mama Jamma? Oh, no. <laughs> that, that was my stuff. Oh, no. She's a bad. Oh, no. I, I, was, I was hurt. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, but then, you know, we came to church. And when you came to church, you felt all of the love, you know, and we became a part of it, you know, and I started off there. But then, you know, it was a tug between her and my mother, my father. My father was like, you ain't taking my son down there to that coat. He he would tell her that. Yeah, <laughs> Jay Nag used to have that reputation as yeah, a cult because we had the white pastor yeah. and all of the black followers. Yeah. yeah, so and he was like, yeah. And then um, in the summer she was she would send me over with pants, and he was like, 
where's the shorts? And he's like, well, we don't wear shorts no more. And he was like, what? <laughs> you don't wear shorts? It's 90 degrees out here. Where my son's shorts at? You know, so all of that went back and forth, and it was all apart. So wait, wait, wait. Time out, time <laughs> out. So number one, JNAC family, y'all know when he says his mama, you know who he's talking about. The 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 lovely, the wonderful Miss Elder Phillips. We, Elder Phillips, yes. Shout out Elder Phillips. We we uh we acknowledge you on the JNAC podcast. Um, so when you said they came door to door and and, and y'all jumped right in, so had y'all had had she y'all had any church experience before that? Well, my mother she was raised Catholic. Oh, okay. So she she was she went to Catholic school. They were raised up in the Catholic church, so they had that you know the rosaries and everything. Got it. They put us in the Catholic school when I was in kindergarten, but by that time she had been away from church probably. Um, nine years, maybe more. Okay. Um, she she used to drop us off at church. Okay. Um, it was um, Calvary. Was it Calvary Temple that was on Belvedere? Do you remember that I, one on Belvedere I, and Macquarie? I do not. But it wasn't church. Church. It was. They had a thing called Buckaroos. Okay. I was a Buckaroo. <laughs> <laughs> it was something like Boy Scouts for Christians, and I was a Buckaroo. You know. So she used to drop me off there, and I learned a little bit about God. Then you know. But at that time, it was no church. She was smoking two packs a day, drinking, all of that. You know, all so right. we saw cussing. You know, you see Elder Phillips used to cuss. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all of that, and then then she came to the church and she she did a one eighty. You know, that's and, awesome, man. That's God. That's God. Yeah. So you say you didn't you weren't allowed. You didn't have no shorts when you'd go visit your dad because shorts wasn't allowed no more, huh? Nope, nope. I, I was a chubby kid too, and. <laughs> <laughs> the extra, the extra weight, we would get kind of hot out there with them. <laughs> I, sometimes I had corduroys on right. in the summer, y'all. It was starting fires for real. I, I, I lost a few lbs with when the Christian time, the holiness. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what age was that when you was when y'all was in came to Janak? You said it, yeah, nine? nine. Yep, nine. So you started out in children's church, or I started off in children's church. Uh, Elder Clary, he was just Brother Bob back then. Uh-huh. He, he was one of the teachers. Elder Larkins, he was he was Brother Larry back then. All right. You know, he he um, was one of the teachers. We had different ones, Elder Tiernan, uh, different ones taught us. But we used to have Sunday school in Bishop and First Lady's apartment. They used to live in yeah, the church yeah. building. I remember I talked to them about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we yep. used to have children's church in their living room. So That's awesome. Yep. So what was your first memories coming in nine years old? Um, what was your first memories of uh, of church, if you, if you can recall? Uh, man, I, I I actually loved church back then. I, I really did. It was... I didn't. I didn't find anything scary or weird about it, you know. Yeah. And I think it was a lot of my mother talking to us about what was going on and everything. Yeah. But I remember um, them praising the Lord like like crazy. It was it was a whole lot going on. Elder Woodruff doing a tornado. Uh, the mothers shaking their legs and and Elder Larkins just shaking. Yeah. You know all of that all of that stuff going on, but not not thinking it was anything abnormal about it. You know, just just coming as a kid. I remember. Uh, praising the Lord on my knees, jumping up and down. That's probably why my knee is bad right now. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> you see. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I remember just things like that. The singing was awesome. I don't know if if it was, 
I, I believe all the singers seemed like they just was um, like personal, professional singers back then. I don't know if it was just a little boy, but it was just like heavenly, you know. So. Right. That's awesome, man. So yeah. you're there and you get a little older. And um, last uh, podcast, I was talking to Pastor Derek and uh, he was mentioning the youth. Uh, what, was, what was the youth? Uh, what was the group called? Youth Alive. Youth Alive. Yeah. So he was he has some stories. So you came up with him. Um, the infamous hotel room stories. Yeah. Or, yeah, so. or any kind of <laughs> stories. Uh, uh, what was your time in Youth Alive like? So when I got to Youth Alive, this is when I had came back to church, you know. Um, so so let's reverse a little bit. Hold on, we'll get into it. Okay, we'll get okay. Into it. But Youth Alive, what my the story I remember. So I was nineteen, and then uh, we went on a trip, maybe when I turned twenty, and I was supposed to be a chaperone, you know. So and then I was in there with Brian. Blackburn and his brother Marcus and and some another little boy was in there with us, you know, and I'm the chaperone. I'm the 20 year old. I think they was like 15 and 16, but they won't test me. So <laughs> they won't test me, you know, and I, you know, I just came from the street, bro. Right. So, so I hemmed them up, you know, boom, 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 up against walls and all that stuff. And next door to our room was Elder Larkin's room. Oh. Uh, yeah, and he was upset. Oh, he heard. Day. Yeah, he heard all that ruckus. He was so mad, you know. And then he 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 let us have it down there, and then um, and then we felt bad about it. So my story is, we felt bad about it, and I was like, I got the kids together, and I was like, we go, we gonna pray, you know. We we've been giving them a hard time on this trip because other kids was doing other things like that. We went into a room, and we was praying, and all of a sudden, boom. He had kicked the door open. What y'all doing in here? Because <laughs> like the, the, the rule was you wasn't supposed to close no doors with girls and boys in in the in the same room. But right. he had kicked the door open, and we there with our hands up, friend. He was like, "Oh, but you still broke the rule." Was y'all really? <laughs> you know, was y'all really? We praying? was really praying. We was really we we had a, a level of spiritualness about us, but we was kids, you know. So, okay. But I but I led the charge to to pray about it because I felt bad. He 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 convicted me about. You know, I'm supposed to be the chaperone, and y'all bumping all this type of night, and we can't sleep. And, <laughs> so right. you had to hem them up, man. Yeah, you had to do what you yeah, had to do. Had to hem, I had to hem them up, you know, just let them know, you know, try God, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so oh, okay, so you made mention of it earlier. So going back, oh, so, so and, before. And a, little, a little something, Greg. Okay, go ahead. Brian Blackburn used to be your your wife's I, I boyfriend. Know. Oh, you knew know that? Okay, yeah, I, 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 I ain't telling nothing. I, know. Then. I, I know. brother, so, you can't you can't you can't pull one I, over on me. I know who you was talking about. I, I've hung musician. out. I've hung out with their mama. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. She. Oh, another story about their mother. Oh, we'll get to it. I I tell you something about their mother when we get to the to the yeah, ICL part. Yeah, I've, I've been with their mother. I, it was one of the weirdest things. She was like, "Yeah, I want you to." Uh, you know, we still have a relationship. And I'm like, wait a minute. You want me to meet the mother of the person you used to date? Like, what are you talking about over here? But, you know, it, <laughs> yeah. it was all good. Wonderful lady. No, yes, no, is. Nothing but good things. Um, so going back, uh, you had made mention of coming back to church. So mm -hmm. um, if the people don't know, um, you had a period of time where you wasn't so holy. No. Uh, what, right. what, what age did you leave to do your own thing. I I left 
probably around the eighth grade. Okay. The eighth grade. And 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 the way I got out the church was basically by some of the teenagers I was looking up to that were in the church and uh-huh. they were doing their own thing. I remember they were all going to see Purple Rain. Oh. Right? Yeah, go ahead. Do your Prince impersonation there. I love it. I love <laughs> they were it. Going to, but we could, we wasn't supposed to go see Purple Rain, Pastor, right. Pastor Greg, Pastor right. G. That, that was off limits. Right. And I said, I'm going to see Purple Rain. Right. You got to see Purple Rain. But Purple Rain, you know, so um, I, that's that's the first part that I remember that my rebellion part right there, you know. And then I remember one time I, I was done with church. I was like, my mother was still making us go to church. I remember we pulled up on Stripe Court, and we, we was, I was like, I don't want to go to church all the way there from Whispering Oak, all the way there. I don't want to. I don't want to go. And as soon as we opened the door, I opened the door and I ran back to Whispering Oak. Boy, <laughs> she tried. She tried to give it to me, but by that time I was bigger than her, and I used to just hold the door closed when yeah. she got home. <laughs> <laughs> I ran all the way back to Whispering Oaks. So I was like, I ain't going back no more. You, I ain't going back. Yep. Yep, so, so what what kind of stuff did you get into out in them streets, man? I I, I hear some things. Yeah. I hear some things. Yeah. So. Uh, a lot. A lot. <laughs> and it, it seems like you you wouldn't be able to do so much in such a short period of time, about six years. But hey, listen, yeah. It's, it, but it's out there, and it, it, it had a hold of me. I and at first, I think some of the stuff was showing out because, you know, you're a church boy. Right. You know, but then it seemed like I was the one peer pressuring people to do just the craziest, wrongest, illest thing. Look, I went back to the 80s, illest. Yeah, illest. Yeah, the illest things, you know. Um, by the time I was 18, I had my own apartment right before then, and it was like— it was like me and the devil was on the lease. Right. You know? So everything went through there. I was in a gang. Um, the one thing I could remember about being in the gang, you know, we said we was in a gang and everything. And I remember, you know, it was it was gangster disciples, Pastor Josh, what up? No, no. <laughs> you know, he was he was on the other side, but uh it was it was those. But I remember at a time when I was about seventeen or eighteen, it was supposed to get serious. You know, they was trying to get the bylaws and stuff like that. And then we were getting getting to the part and they said, You're gonna be blessed in and it immediately it hit me the wrong way. I was like I knew what blessed was right. from church. I was like, this ain't being blessed because they were supposed to beat you down right, and stuff. Right. I was like, that's no, I, and I didn't do it. I did. <laughs> I, w- I was a little scared, but it wasn't that part. But the blessed in part just hit me the wrong way. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, you yeah. know. And I, w- I didn't learn their laws or nothing like that. But I still professed to be in the gang, you know. But it, it got a little bit more serious. Yeah. So that's that's so cool, man. And that that's crazy. I was going to ask you during that time if you recall any moments where you look back now and be like, God really kept me through that, and just even you mentioned in the fact of when they mentioned blessed in yeah. like that clicked in your mind like wait a minute this this night this not blessed in i know what blessed right. is right exactly that, yeah that, and that's just from being trained as a kid exactly. and, and knowing what what it was another part like so when i came to church it, it was hard because i was all the way out there i was mm-hmm. drinking smoking weed i never really smoked cigarettes or anything like that but yeah. all of that stuff you know doing everything you big and bad enough to do and having an apartment at 18 it was just a 
it was it was it was smaller than this room actually. Um, this room this room is bigger than my apartment. Y'all, that's a podcast. This, this yeah. room ain't that big. This room ain't that big. But it was at least eight to ten people in that house every night. Just teenagers and 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 even younger. Just just there because you could go there and do whatever you wanted to do. Yeah. So you can imagine. Yeah. And I had a mustache and a beard at that time, so I was copping liquor and all of that stuff. <laughs> so I was I had began drinking when I was like 16 and okay. we, I had a mustache then too you know so so I, I used to go try to c- cop alcohol and they they sold us to IGA North Chicago y'all wrong yeah you're wrong you're wrong yeah, yeah you're wrong you knew I wasn't 20 we not shouting you yeah. out you're wrong for that <laughs> but yeah so um all of that and then just um I I got high and this is the first time I got high and went to work. I was I was a manager at Domino's Pizza, but that day they wanted me to drive and deliver pizzas, and I was uh, high. Uh, you see who you hiring Domino's? Look yeah, at this. I was high, and this is when it's thirty minutes or less too. It could have it could have been. Some, but I was driving so slow. It was the pizza. They was getting free pizzas left and right. I I got back. And I had lost like two hundred dollars. I was like, I didn't know where it was. I think I think they got me because right. it was a box. You were supposed to drop the money in, mm-hmm. and I think I might not have put it all the way in there because I was high. And I <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you go to count your money out, and I was two hundred dollars short, and I was like messed. And then um. The next, the following Friday, I was high again, and then they, <laughs> <laughs> and they called, they called me into work. I was like, I ain't coming in, you know. I, I don't want to be a manager no more. I'm gonna just be a driver because I make more money that way anyway. Right. Besides the two hundred dollars I lost, and then uh, he was like, if you don't come in tonight, you fired. And I was like, well, I'll see you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he fired me, and you know, so I got my apartment. Two or three months passed by. And they looking for the rent. I was going to say, they yeah, looking you, for the rent. Can't pay the rent with no job. It was on the corner of Grand and Jackson almost. It was right behind by that that um, gas station there. And they kept looking. They liked me because I was a young man. I was paying rent when I had my job, you know. And then uh, I had I had I was I was getting ready to be evicted. They kept on trying, but I kept on dodging them. And then my mother my mother came. She came by to visit. And she came by every now and then, and I was I was a little brash a lot of times because she she would try to talk to my friends about God, and I'd be like, "Go on, they don't want to hear that," right. you know, you know, and just you basically blowing our highs, you know, so, so just disrespectful, you know, and more than that. But it's there's too many stories to tell about how disrespectful I was. But she prayed and she prayed and she prayed. I ended up she asked she. During this time, you know, my my heart got a little soft because I was about to get kicked out. You know, she was like, "Well, come to church with me." And it was it was Easter, and it was the same year that Bishop Cables came back to be pastor. It was that okay. same year. He said, um, "She said, come to church with me." And he's like, "I don't know if I won't come." And then she's like, "Yeah, I I buy your outfit." I was like, "Okay, I come." You know, <laughs> just for an outfit. Yeah. You know, but it was still my heart. And then when I came, you know, I broke down, and and then wow. God God touched me, and I I came back to church, but you know I wasn't I wasn't all the way rooted when I came back, you uh-huh. know. So the last story about me being out there. So a few months came back, and I was just like, I don't know if I can do this, you know. And it wasn't it wasn't much pulling me except for fortification. 
Fornification. <laughs> Fornification. I said it that way on purpose. <laughs> wasn't much pulling me, but except for that, you know, but then, you know, I felt like I wasn't doing right, you know, and I felt real bad. I felt convicted to the point where I said, I can't, I can't be here living a lie, you know, but that was a lie. You know, you, you stay in church and you get it right. God helps you to get it right. Right. You know, but, but I got pulled out for a little bit. I remember my friends lived right down the street. I was I was back living with my mother because I did get evicted, and they lived right down the street. You know, and I was just like that day I was like I'm I'm done. And then um, I went over to my guy's house. I hadn't been over there because sometimes when you knew you shouldn't you shouldn't go back to the same places you went to. But I went to his house, and then you know they was they was there drinking. They had the 40s. I was a 40 man, guys. That's what I drank all the time. 40s, and then I was like. He was like, you want a glass? And I was like, yeah, give me a glass. As soon as I got the glass, I took one sip. A girl there came up to me. She's like, oh, you backslid, huh? It hit me right away. I'm like, wow. How she, what she know about backsliding? Just, right. I was convicted so bad right then. You that know? was the Lord, bro. That was the Lord. It was like, speak to him. You know, the yeah. donkey does talk. You yeah. know, get out of my face, girl. But a few months passed some more and then when I when I turn when I turn I think at this time I was 21 already I, I was in church for a year before I, I went went out but then I came back and then I've been been back ever since you know so that's amazing man yeah. and so many so many times throughout uh your experiences too it's like God shows up God yep, shows up. Yep. Even in the that, lowest part and where you ain't supposed to be. And you had that foundation in you. That's yeah. why parents bring your kids to church. Absolutely. I mean, even if they just, they ain't really even understanding or listening or doing anything, mm -hmm. it kind of gives them that foundation that right. they can call back on. And it, it won't prevent them from going real far out there. Right. And it might. I mean, he's right. a keeper. Some some of them have have made it through, not Absolutely. a whole lot though. Absolutely, um, but but it will give them something to fall back to when they need it. And they're gonna need God if you if you walk away from God, you definitely gonna need God because um, the devil is gonna try to take you out. You're not his. He he has his favors out there, believe me. But if you come from God, you're not his favor. Right. He's gonna try to make it so you don't make it back. So from from youth service participant to youth chaperone to now running yes. yep. the IXL department. Mm -hmm. Talk about coming full circle. Yeah. What do you see, what are the biggest similarities and differences as you remember growing up as a kid to now dealing with kids nowadays? So when I was going to tell you about um, uh, Marcus's sister, Sister Hampton. Yeah. And Brian's uh, mother, she actually had me come to be a Sunday school teacher when I was 20. Okay. And I was a Sunday school teacher for a while, you know, the, you way back do, then. You didn't do that high, did you? No, I wasn't high. Okay. No, you, know, I, you know, I wasn't high. I, I was doing good, and I, and I liked it, actually, you know. And then, I, you know, by the time I left, you know, I felt bad, you know. The kids had, was right, wrote me some letters or on the car, you know, just made me feel love but sad you know yeah. um about that but way back then that was that and i remember before i even left i was like uh 
not my caller. You know, I, I told her directly. I was like, I'll probably do it a couple more weeks, and, and I won't do it no more. And then, then you come full circle here, and I've been back with the kids maybe 17 years back mm-hmm. there now, you know. Yeah. Um, I love the kids, you know, but every time I, I try to get out, they pull me back in. Pull you and back they pull in. me back in, you know. Um, it's, it's very rewarding, though. Uh, some of the similarities is I think from being there and then going through the things I went through, yeah, I can speak to them a little bit more about right. going in the wrong direction and, and even being pressured the wrong way by your friends that are in the church, right. you know, and about who you linking up with, you know. So that's that's one thing that I see when I'm back there. And I just I I'm I'm a big kid at heart too, mm-hmm. most of the time, you know. Me so too. So that's why I can relate back there. Sometimes, though, my my daddy come out and I be wanting to bring the belt out. I don't hurt I, the kids, I, I, but you, I, you know, you can't. Not, help. First, you not back there much. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah, back I, there. I need to call you sometimes. No. Like y'all, y'all want me to go get first? <laughs> y'all want me to go get? Him? I remember one year. One year. Uh, so JNAC, you know, guys, we JNAC does a summer camp every year, and I remember one year I walked around with a staff like I was Moses. <laughs> And I'm being stabbed. Yeah. And it wasn't part the red And it wasn't the part the red sea. Part the red And it wasn't the part the red sea. Don't worry, guys. I, I didn't hit no kids. It, it was just it was just the perception. Just, yeah, they, they thought it could happen. <laughs> That's you right. Know, it was in order. <laughs> Call me crazy Joe, <laughs> like the, Joe Clark. <laughs> oh man. So I know, yeah, I know uh IXL was definitely not a not a passion of yours, but you doing an amazing job, brother. You doing an Thank amazing you. job. Um, and speaking of doing an amazing job, uh, you get, know it's been almost two years now since that ordination day. It's going to be two years in April. Yes. Um, that we all were ordained mm-hmm. associate pastors. Um, talk about life since then anything how's life been any differences mentally spiritually emotionally <laughs> yeah you know yeah. since being called now officially pastor lamont yeah um it's it's been different and it's it's been it's, i wouldn't say hard mm-hmm. just be, probably challenging you mm-hmm. know um, you feel the weight of it right away. Yeah. I mean, when when they when we were being ordained, you know, people would come up and be like, "Congratulations!" And I'd be like, "Huh? Yeah, it's not a congratulations. The wrong, the wrong word. Wrong word. Yeah. Wrong, wrong choice of words. You know, because you can feel the weight of it. You know, probably not as much as as you and Pastor Tiffany, because she's the, the the the. No, listen, man. It, it is, and and it's amazing how much that word is used to describe it because it is it's a weight it's a weight it's yeah a, i mean you can't you know it's not a literal weight but it's like it, it sometimes you it's impossible to not feel it yeah it really is because we talking about people's lives right and um you do have to you have to love people i mean i, yes. I know they probably wouldn't have picked us if we didn't love people but then when you have to care for people and you you feel it's your responsibility yeah. that's where the weight comes in you right. know and you don't want to do the wrong thing you don't want to scar people because even even uh I, I won't say any names but I know we were up there we were we were doing uh, we were speaking you know and I was making fun cuz that's what I do I make fun all Me the too. time Me too. all the time and, and it was just in fun I call you Pastor know Pastor Derek a fossil 
<laughs> I didn't call Derek Impossible, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I made I made fun, and then someone told me she was like, um, "Well, you have to be careful because your words carry more weight, right? Because you're a pastor, right? I get it, but I think God God called us to be who we are, a part of who we are. You know, I, I definitely don't want to hurt anybody at any time, but I do." understand that you know you can scar people especially you just have to phrase it and, and move in the right right lanes when you're talking absolutely yeah. man we, we like peas in the pot over here and and we like one of the two few it's only a few on the team that don't get up and preach right right and me and you is not in that camp and you know i dealt with that a lot in the beginning People were like, well, so when are when you, you going to preach? preach? Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to preach. Yeah, that's and not- then being a pastor doesn't mean you're a preacher. Yeah, they have the old... I, I say old Negro point, <laughs> point of view of what pastors are. Because my, right. my family even, you know, my older family members like, well, when you, when you preach, let me know so I can come. Yeah. You never come. Right. No, no, <laughs> you, you might. I don't, I don't know what God would do because I didn't know he would do this. Right. You know? You right. Know? I had no plans to be a pastor you know you just you they say you move in in a in an office before you get the office you know so um pastor is about people yeah it's about people you know and that's basically it it seems like when you wear a pastor title you just have a big help shirt on and yep. people they come to you for that you yep. know they even come to you for money yeah and I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the Bank of America pastor. Right, right. You know, you got to temper that, you know, but Right, right. So yeah, like I said, man, that word weight is um is used often. Mm-hmm. Very, very often. Um so moving on, like I said, IXL is not your forte, I will say. <laughs> you you're you're blessed to do it. But um, talk about where you see children at at this point in time in terms of church. Like, do you feel like it's back in the old days where are we are we are we making a difference? And I don't mean we as in JNAC. I just mean in general your your opinion on the matter since you're dealing with a lot of these kids. It seems to me like children are dealing with way more stuff they are. than they what are. we dealt with. It's it's a lot of information overload. It's a lot of things right at their fingertips. Yeah. It's stuff that we used to have to sneak into our parents' room to try to get a glimpse of, right, you right. know, that they can they can they can have right there readily to them. Uh-huh. And then some of our parents are basically dropping the ball a lot of times, you know, letting kids be to their own devices yeah. you know and and, it, and it's changing our kids a little bit you know but at the heart of them they are kids they are still moldable you know um they they might not get to hear um the teachers back there as much as they hear the world out there but the the part that they hear they they are receptive to it mm-hmm. but however i know when we used to have a children's church we used to come in and sit at a table they put the Bible in front of us, and they taught, they taught, they taught, they taught. Yep. And and we sat there, and we behaved. 
Not today's kids. No. You, you got to do a song and dance. You got to stand on your head. You got to because they every minute they want to be doing something different. You know, you get a, you get a few minutes where you can have them sit down and you you definitely need facilitators back there to the ones that just don't want to sit down to have them behave so the rest of them can get it. Right. But you got to find creative ways to put the word of God in them. So and I believe that it goes in them. So that when they do stray or if they get to a place, they know where they can come back to the same way I did. You know, so that's right. what I, I definitely think. The kids, they have a whole lot more. They know a lot more. They ask a whole lot of hard questions sometimes. I like talk to your parents about that. Um, you know, but the things we can say to them, we, we say to them and we definitely t- uh, try to teach them about the love of God back there. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, speaking of doing a song and dance, uh, mm-hmm. you have a... Or alter ego, so to speak. <laughs> so you say? <laughs> <laughs> JNAC knows him well as uh, Raz P. Barry. Yes, Raz, Raz P. Barry. <laughs> how, how y'all doing out there? So um, if you don't go to JNAC, just think of Jerome from Martin. Uh, you know, If he maybe, got halfway saved. Right, halfway <laughs> saved. He used to be an old pimp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of it comes oh, out a little bit. Purple rain <laughs> knockoff outfits. He's he's done this multiple times in plays and skits and you know just lovely. I uh, I actually want to take credit for for naming him. I, I saw an SNL skit uh-huh. uh, with mm-hmm. a character that they were making fun of a song. It was Donald Glover was the was the host that. that that episode and um he he was singing uh mm-hmm. I saw you walking in the rain so he was doing a, he was doing a riff on that a uh, 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 not exactly that but he was making fun of it yeah. and his character's name was Raz P Barry and mm-hmm. I was like that was the funniest thing and you know it's like a dad <laughs> joke it's like it just got me and I was like I'm gonna name this character Raz P Barry. And it stuck. And we so, did a commercial. And he was like, um, I'm going to name you this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and now people call me Pastor Raz. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. <laughs> it's good times. It's good times, man. But but talking about keeping the kids' attention, man, um, you told me your passion is video games. You know, yes. more specifically, Madden, Madden video yes, games, yes. which will definitely keep the children's attention. Uh, talk to me about your uh, ex- exposure and your first experience with video games, or what is it about that or Madden that uh, that caught you? Caught you? Yeah. So you know, video games came out basically when during the era I was growing up, right? In, in, exactly. In the, the early eighties yep. and stuff like became real big. Me and my friends used to do it. The difference between my friends back then and the kids now is we used to go out and play football, basketball. When it got for real, for real. When yeah. it got dark, we came in and played video games, right. you know. But they do it in the light, and then the, the, <laughs> they the don't dark. go out and play a lot of them right. don't, you know. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's when I got exposed to it, and we played we played the sports games all the time. What was we your played, first? What was your first game? 
What was your first system? What'd you uh, have? Atari. You had Atari. Atari. I had Atari. I didn't have yep. an Atari. I started with Nintendo. Nintendo. Okay, yeah. yeah. You came a little bit later. You had a Nintendo. Well, speaking yeah. of Madman, one of the games that, that gets major props, I know you know it, is Tecmo Bowl. Tecmo Bowl. That was yes. one of the games I was yes. playing. Tecmo Bowl. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. You got you to gotta run with Bo Jackson. And then Double Dribble. Double, double Dribble was the, dribble. Yes. Yep, yep. Double Dribble was great. threes from the corner. Yep. So, um... I know you really get into Madden. What's your favorite uh, Madden version? You got a favorite Madden version? Yeah, I don't know. I think it was around the time I first started, and I didn't know how to play that well because well, I was playing a different game. I think it was on the Dreamcast. I was playing um, – it was 2K football. Shout out had, to Dreamcast. Dreamcast, yes. Yep. If y'all know Dreamcast, y'all in the – Killer Instinct in, yeah. was on there, that yep, game. All of yep. that. So um, I was playing – it was the one where Michael Vick – was on the cover. <laughs> I'm sorry, you dog fans out there, but I was I was a Michael Vick fan, you know. I, the man went to jail for his crimes. I, yes, th I think we can forgive been, him. Yes, yes, he did his time. So it was Michael Vick, and he was the best player on the game. He, you could just you didn't even have to throw the ball with Michael Vick. You just take off running, and that's 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 the madness. So I that was 04. That was 04. Okay, 04. 04. Yep. yep. Was, with the Falcons the jersey. With the Falcons. Yep. So. That was my favorite one. That's awesome. So you you get so now growing up, you still obviously all into it. This this is the pastor that when we have our Zoom meetings, you got the you got the headset on with the with the little the game with the microphone yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So so you ready? So you play competitive, correct? Yeah. Well, I I run a franchise, and we we have thirty most of the time the whole thirty two teams filled with people around the country. Okay. You know, so I actually met one of the guys when I went to Atlanta. So it's funny how you can have cyber friends, and yeah, then yeah. You see them in person, yeah. So That's we new do school. that. That's new it, school. And it's like it's mad. I say Madden is our chess nowadays. You know, like Bishop plays chess. Madden is just the same way. You got to think it through. You got to think moves through. I had a bad day today. Yeah, to playing Madden. <laughs> Peter beat me. Oh, oh no, no, he don't never. I be blowing Peter out, but I, I had took some nighttime um, last night, so I was. I, I'm gonna say that's what happened. But uh, <laughs> he beat me by three points. I was like, "What in the world?" I almost gave Madden up. You, you quit. You <laughs> rage quit. I was about to rage quit, but I finished the game. I said, "GG," and he texted me back. Yeah, this is the best I ever played you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, shut up. So <laughs> go so, sit down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say franchise mode, what is that, man? I'm a, I'm a, so I'm a, I'm a 2K guy. I'm an NBA, I'm a basketball game guy. I, Madden, I never really got into. It was always difficult. And then when you play the computer, it was like, even in the basketball game, it's like, how the computer always can steal the ball and I can't complete no passes? <laughs> what, what is going on here? Yeah, so you you would have a hard time. We play on all Madden, which is the hardest. The hardest The hardest mode. Yeah. Um, so a franchise is basically like, you run the whole franchise. You gotta, you gotta p repay your players when they contracts come up. So do up. you you pick which one you doing? Well, we sometimes we do that. You pick the team right now. So when we when Madden first come out, we do the regular teams that they have. So some somebody got to take the Bears, my Bears, and sorry, uh, he, but somebody <laughs> got to get them. But we do it. We do like a, a draft where you get to pick what order you get. So okay. if you thir 30, the 30 second person, you might get the worst team. Right. But then you go through the seasons and then people's 
uh, players' contracts come up, you got to re-sign. You got you got to purse some money that you got to pay them. Sometimes you can't pay them and you lose them to free agency. So it's like fully loaded. It's you got to do all the yeah, business side all of, of it. All of that. So and you then, can trade players and all that too? You can too? trade players, right. Some some people get on for that aspect. I, I don't get on that much for that aspect, but I handle it. But um, I, I like to play the game. And then you play through the seasons just like re- regular season. You have your playoffs and the Super Bowl. And the object is to win the most Super Bowls and keep the best team intact. This year, I started off with the Browns, and their salary cap is crazy because they paid the massage king, Deshaun Watson. They paid him a whole lot of money, and they gave away all their draft picks. So now, now I'm struggling trying to keep my players because I like, owe him all this money. And he so what team? You, what team you got? I got the Browns. Oh, okay, I got the Browns. Yeah. So I, you you do you do have Deshaun. I have Deshaun, yeah, and he ain't even playing that good. And I can't cut him because I owe him too much money. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's what we do. You know, we go. Th- sometimes I, I jump on and I, I just play a random, because you can play a random game against people. I played uh, DJ Dendial, Din- one of my uh, kids from upstairs, blew him out. My neighbor. <laughs> Your neighbor, yeah. He was like, uh, Pastor Lamont, you gonna play me? I was like, yeah. It was seventy to zero, and the game cut off. He's like, I gotta go. You know, <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. He's like, I did, and I saw him next Sunday. I did have to go. Hey, man, to why go. are you taking advantage of the kids, know, man? What's man, going if they, on? If they step up, prepare to be taken down. You know, that's <laughs> probably up. why God humbled me a little bit today and let Peter win. Never again, <laughs> Peter. Next time I see you, next yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so so I know in the, you've even leveraged that into having a business at one point in time, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I had a business. I opened a business called Tourney Blast mm-hmm. where um, I had open play for the kids and we did tournaments there. 2K, 2K Madden. We had Call of Duty there. Um, I had got laid off from my job and they gave me a severance package, you know, and it was just something that I wanted to do. Um Kids don't have a whole lot of money, though, you know, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. so and then my job called me back. So I was open the whole year. You know, uh, I have kids up there almost definitely during the summer, had kids there every day. Cam was one of my little guys that was there. This is when he was he was still maturing Cam and me and him used to butt heads. But that's how our relationship started. His his mom used to drop him off and we had other boys in there, different ones. But, yeah, we had it. We had a good time there. It was in Zion. That's awesome, man! And now you even—I know you uh, from time to time. You'll 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 set the games up in the bag during special services, and y'all yeah. like, y'all will have yeah, fun we, there. We we have tournaments here at the church. Yep, even uh, during the Super Bowl, right? When y'all yeah, do the Super Bowl I, I, viewing last year, I, every Super Bowl I was missing the Super Bowl most of the time running the tournament. So last year we said we wasn't gonna. We wasn't gonna do the Super Bowl. Man, look at you! I'm so sorry. I was supposed, to turn, I was supposed to turn that off. This is the JNAG podcast, and it's a number unverified too. You know. <laughs> so, anyways, but yeah. So, I, last year we said we weren't gonna do it during the Super Bowl, even though that's all they really want to do. So we we just had one this this uh, last month. We had one here where we did a 2K tournament. You know. So I'm I'm gonna see what they feel like doing. Uh, this Super Bowl. So party. how do you? So so before we move on, I got one more question about that. How do you? How do you meet up with the person when you start a, a franchise? Do you, it randomly picks people from around the way? How how do you? How, no, you have to recruit. 
Okay, you, have, you got to recruit to run. Yeah, and play, so we do it on GroupMe. It's kind of like the band app. But yeah, it's yeah. GroupMe. Um, you can recruit on Facebook, and you say, "I got this." Do you have to have thirty-two people to make it the best? You really want to have a full because then people don't have to play computer games. The computer, yeah. Peter did a franchise. He had one on Xbox. He had six people. And he, he invited me. I came in there, won the Super Bowl. When PS5 came out, I said, Peter, you need to get a, a PS5, and I'll show you what a franchise looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not your six guys. You know, they going to um, – I don't know if it was this year, but you know they're going to have crossplay. Yeah, they yeah. have a crossplay, but they don't have crossplay franchise yet. Oh, Because when they, they get don't. franchise, okay. we're going to try to get Deacon Craig in it. You know, Because <laughs> he got Xbox. I'm an Xbox, Xbox guy, too. Yeah, I know, I got, y'all I Xbox, Xbox guys. BJ got a PS5, but I got the Xbox. Yeah, I got yeah. a I got an Xbox Series X and the um and the Xbox One. So I got the the last version and the new version. So I be, I was a PlayStation guy even though my hands are pretty big. I just like the smaller controllers. But now PS5 the the controllers are just like the they Xbox big. controller. Yeah, they big. So it probably wouldn't matter which one I'm on, but in your mind you you start with a certain system and that's where you stay, you know. So That's awesome, man. It was so awesome talking to you, sir. Mm-hmm. Um so we've hit the end, and as y'all listeners know, I'm a movie guy. So I ask of all my guests who come on, your top five movies. So let's go over the rules. I'm going to go over the rules with all you. All right, all right. You got to pick five. I had guests that had seven. And it uh, was like, that's not going to work. That ain't going to do it. All right. <laughs> so got to pick five. You can order them if you want, or it can be in any order. That's completely up to you. All right. So the top five. Uh, so I, I won't order them, but I say like if I was on a, a deserted island or a desert yeah, island, which five, five that I could watch over and over again? If on that deserted island it had electricity and a DVD player. Hey, no, listen. Or, this or, is our <laughs> own fantasy. Right, so no, own fantasy. so we okay, can right. we can do it. So, we got we got a so, iPad with unlimited battery and some reason and Wi Fi. All right, all right. So from the ocean. I know I know the first one I'm going to say. I know you like it, too, because you've referenced it before. And I don't know if it's in your top five, but Matrix, The Matrix. It's that, not in my top five, but I love it. That, that, that was one of my favorite when it came out of all time. I don't know about all the sequels, but uh, The Matrix. I love them all. Uh, yeah, I yeah, love so, them all. Even the I fourth mean, one. Did I, you see the fourth one? The fourth one. Yeah, Which, they, got, they got a fourth one. With Keanu know. Reeves and all that, it was on HBO Max. Okay, I, I, no, I think I did see that yeah. one. I did see that one, but none of them really hit. I like the one where they had the 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 disappearing uh, albino ghosts. Yeah, the ghosts. Second yeah. one, yeah. I, I like that one too. But yeah, and you know what? I always talk to Tiff about it. Um, you know, church people don't don't crucify me for saying this, but it's it's a lot of they take a lot of reference from biblical I, I say so stuff. too. I also uh, say so too. You you yeah. really could tell even with Neo being, uh-huh, the, being one, the one yeah. and him having to die to to save everybody yeah, and yeah. all of that. So yeah, that's dope. You got a favorite scene? Uh the all the favorite scene is when, you know, he he realizes he's the one. He, yeah, he stopped he, all they, the they, bullets. They, they, no, no. When they tell him 
to run in the subway, you yeah, know, yeah. and then he gets back up and he's ready to fight, yeah. you know, and yeah. hit the dude in the throat. I like that scene. <laughs> uh, I, I do like the scene where he stopped the bullets too, but yeah. that's that's the scene, you know, that I like. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, you know, dust himself off and get ready to fight. Yeah, one of one of the Mister Smith, or yeah. I love when Morpheus tells him when they're training, and he's like. So what are you trying to tell me, that I could dodge bullets? And he was like, no, I'm telling you, when you're ready, you, you won't have to. Have to right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. the no spoon, man. I was just talking to BJ about it. I was like, I'm not a preacher, but this will preach. It will. The no it spoon. The, the, um, the spoon message was great. Do not try to bend a spoon. Uh-huh. That's impossible. <laughs> Instead, just realize the truth. There, there is, is no spoon. spoon. Right. I love it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. And then, so I guess my second one, and I know Bishop likes this movie, is Tombstone. Tombstone. Oh, okay. Tombstone. I'm your Huckleberry. Yep, that's that's my stuff. I know all the lines almost in that movie, but I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. So I, I definitely will watch that one over and over again, you know. So that's dope. Val Kim- shout out Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell. That yeah. was that's a good one. Yep. And then uh, after that, you know, you can see kind of a theme happening here, right? I'm, I'm going to tell you my action ones first. It's Kill Bill. You know, I'm I'm a Tarantino guy. Yeah, I like, I like most of his me movies. Too. You know, Kill Bill, the first one is is one of my favorites, you yep. know, so I like I like Even that with one. the, the, um, the Japanese, the heavy, heavily inspired Japanese ending, uh, yeah, I love Kill Bill. Yeah, and this one, this one might throw you for a curve. Hey, but, man, it's your list. But I like Goodwill Hunting. I like Goodwill Hunting. Uh, like, okay. okay. <laughs> that's so, one, of my, it's one of my favorites. So I like, I'm, I'm I like, ashamed to, to say I know a lot about the movie, but I've never actually seen it. Oh man, you got to see it. It's a, it's a great movie. This is the one where where actually Matt Damon and Ben Affleck they got discovered. They wrote this, you right? Know? And it, 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 you see a whole it's lot Robin of Williams them in there. in there too, right? Yeah, Robin Williams is in there too. Yep, and you know, um, one 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 part I like in that movie is when. Um, when it's a guy in there who's gone to college and Goodwill Hunting is like this this genius, you know, that that hasn't gone to college, but he he walks through I I'm not gonna do a spoiler. I hate when they do that, but they they in this bar and this guy that's going to college is making his friend who's a little slow feel bad, you know, talking about all of the stuff he learned in the books. And then Will, I mean, uh, uh, Will, that's that's his name in the movie. But Matt Damon comes up and he's like, okay, yeah, next you're going to talk about this person. Yeah, yeah, because you probably regurgitated that from this, you know. And then <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just breaks him down intellectually. And then and then the girl he was trying to impress, the guy who was bullying his friend was trying to impress, you know, she sees him and she's like, you know, she, um, she's sapiosexual. You know, sapiosexual means you're, t- uh, you're, you're attracted to intellect. Right, right. So she looks at him, you know, and they start talking. And then he leaves out and he knocks on the window to the guy and he was like, um, you like apples? He was like, What? He was like, you like apples? And he was like, yeah, I like, I like apples. What? And he was like, well, I got a number. How you like them apples? <laughs> so that was that was one of the coolest scenes in there. But it was a, it's a it's a good feel good movie, you know. Uh-huh. Um, just just about you seeing seeing something in in somebody right. that that doesn't have all of the advantages that some of the other people might have. Right. You know? So I like that movie. 
Last one. The last one, you told me I had to have five, and it was a tie, but I'm going to go with the five heartbeats. (laughs) (laughs) Can't nobody sound like Eddie Kane. So I ain't going to get into why. But my <laughs> wife hates that movie. Oh my goodness! No, my, no, my, say it ain't so. She, Pastor she Tiffany it. cannot stand. All right, that so we're movie. on different pages. You got all I, types of pastors. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my part definitely is uh, when they almost get booed off the stage. Oh and, yeah, and, and then he come, he, come he knocked the guy off the piano, yep, yep. and then what's the name come in? Can't nobody sing like Eddie yep. Kane Jr. Yeah, uh, the high so what was it tied with? What was it tied with? I give you a, a, oh, you, a wait, I give you ex, a, a close extra six. One. Yeah, close six. I said I'm a Tarantino person, right? Uh huh. The Django. <laughs> Django. I love Django. I love Django. It's a close, close six. Uh, it's 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 very it's very explicit church folk out there. So oh, if yes, you're yes. gonna watch Django, make sure you know that. Yeah. But yeah, I love Django. I actually my favorite Tarantino movie is um Inglorious Bastards. Oh, I like that one too. Yeah. I like that one too. Django might be second, but I can't. I can't really tell, man. Pulp Fiction is is Pulp Fiction almost cracks my top five. Yeah, so. that one too. I mean, it's, he got a lot of them. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. His new one was good too. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was good. Yeah, um, I like all his movies. Yeah. That's awesome, man. You, I, I'm gonna give you first G's stamp of approval. Your list so thank passes you. the test, but it actually might have been the best list I've ever heard so far. So All right, that's yeah. awesome. I that's know awesome. what I'm talking about. Well, <laughs> Pastor Lamont, thank you for joining me on the uh, JNAC podcast. Meet the pastor. Uh, I hope y'all enjoyed it. It was fun, man. It was yes, fun. it was. You, Thanks for having me. You got to come back one day and uh, tell me a. Uh, more um, of your excursions back then, IXL, because I ain't coming back there to check. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna come get you if you got your staff. You got your staff somewhere? I, no, but, that, that but, Moses, that Moses staff. I, I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> so first, yeah, first, uh, Pastor Tiffany hit it. She, she didn't want no liabilities. <laughs> she, hit she hit it. I don't want nobody. To, don't pick your kid up and got a, a knot on the top of his head. Yeah, <laughs> staff fell. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the JNAC podcast. Um, We are rolling through the holiday season, man. I hope everybody is enjoying the holidays as we get ready closer and closer to Christmas, and we're going to kick off another year. Christmas is a lot of people's favorite time of the year. Um, You know, JNAC, though, is, is currently dealing with the issue of trauma, and as you guys know, the holidays sometimes is not that great for a lot of people. So make sure we call in, make sure we checking up on people to let them know that somebody loves them, that Man. you love them. Uh, make sure you keep them in your heart. Um, I don't want to be somber all the time. Just I want to recognize that the holidays are not great for everybody. So just remember that. But, um, you know, keep your eggnog warm. Make sure your uh, your fire's burning. Make sure your Christmas trees are up and bright. Glad y'all are listening. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. L- rate us. Review us. As First G always tells you, if it sucks, tell me it sucks. If you love it, tell me you love it. That's going to do it for the JNAC podcast. I am your friendly neighborhood podcaster, and I will see you next time.